fairy tales start with a beautiful young woman living in her father's castle and waiting for Prince Charming to come and make her life whole. That is why they are called fairy tales. <laughs> Today, while drinking our coffee, we'll discuss the grim reality of girls whose lives are on hold until marriage. I want to break free. And that ties us neatly from the last episode of Turkish Coffee on the crown and the Princess Diana's tragedy. Hello all, this is Nazlan Ertan and we are having coffee with Aygen Aytaç. Today we take up another cultural issue from Turkey, the young women called house girls. Despite the rather erotic undertone of the word house girl, it's just the opposite. An ev kızı, which is a house girl in Turkish, is a young woman between the ages of 15 and 24, yet unmarried, who lives in the parental house and neither studies nor works. If you want it bluntly, her task is to be a slave to housework. To make things worse, her moments are limited. If you are the daughter in a traditional Turkish household, you don't leave home except the rare cases approved by your parents. This means you're excluded from any professional, political or even social activity. In short, your whole life is on hold until your big day, the day that you will become married, until a man comes and asks for your hand. The whole thing is a bit like Cinderella, actually. You're supposed to be stuck in the kitchen until the day some Prince Charming sees you and slips on you the proverbial slipper or the wedding ring. <laughs> yes, but in order for the prince to marry you, it's not enough that you have good skills in cleaning and cooking, but you also have to be virtuous. More bluntly, you are supposed to be a virgin, even if you have a secret sex life. And actually, in these modern times, we hear about such cases. When you and your team were writing the United Nations report on youth in Turkey, you must have talked to many young women who consider themselves housegirls, right? Sure. In 2008, we have drawn an in-depth picture of Turkey's youth. We found out that there were 12 million young people in Turkey between the ages of 15 and 24. One third was in school, one third at work, and the remaining, around 5 million, were at home. Some of them were looking for jobs and some had already lost their hopes of finding one. Half of these 5 million idle youth were housegirls. We came up with this data through a public survey among more than 2,000 young people in Turkey and held numerous focus group meetings, including with the housegirls themselves. I don't think they would come across as a group that was happy with their situation, would they? Of course, they were unhappy living under the strict control of their families with little financial, social and in fact emotional independence. But they aren't a homogeneous group either. Some left school after elementary school, some graduated from high school, but most of them left their education unwillingly for various economic and cultural reasons. I would say that, though this group is young in age, they are denied participation in contemporary youth culture. What makes them particularly frustrated is that they always have to explain why they are leaving home, with whom they are going out, and where they are going. That must be very demoralizing. It's almost as if they are denied adult status. Just like small children, they have to ask permission to go out, or perhaps even ask for money, so they can buy a cup of tea or some small thing. Well, worse, because even a child, if he or she is studying, is not denied the right to go out. Plus, the housegirls we talked to had no male friends or even have a male name recorded on their phone. In one of the focus groups, 
two of the girls confessed that they had a few male friends whom they secretly talk on the phone, but they recorded their names as female names. <laughs> but don't they fight back? You remember the most famous Turkish housegirl Sadıka, right? <laughs> She was a fictitious character created by humorist Atilla Atalay, and this was made into a TV series later. Sadıka had watchful parents and a total sociopath of a brother who kept her indoors. But even then, she was famous for finding ways to sneak out episode after episode. <laughs> well, the girls complain about it privately and probably find ways to get around their parents, but publicly they may end up defending the rules. In one of the focus groups in eastern Turkey, house girls were complaining about not being able to go to the internet cafes like the university girls in town. But when we invited in a male group for a mixed discussion, the same girls started to talk differently and said, of course my father is right not to allow me to go to the internet cafe, it's not a decent place. So, in fact, they were afraid to be seen unvirtuous in the eyes of the young men there. And also were afraid to be reported to their families by those men. And of course, they wouldn't like to decrease their value in the marriage market in front of those eligible guys. Yeah, if you want to put it in a humorous way, they are apprentice housewives. And like all apprenticeships, the shorter the period, the better, <laughs> so they can get married and be mistresses of their own homes. But all this setup is a reflection of conservative values rather than economics, right? Yes, the fact that these housegirls do not work imply that their families do not constitute the poorest part of the society. It clearly shows that those families do not need the wage of their daughters. So, yes, it is mostly about conservative patriarchal values, but economy also plays a role when the families have to make a choice on which child to send to school in case of limited financial resources. Then, the families prefer to take the girls from school and let the boys continue their education. Actually, the number of dropout girls is nine times higher than the male dropouts. In socioeconomic studies, the house girls are a silent and invisible category. But strangely enough, when you dive into cinema or even literature, they're heroines. The novels are filled with those house girls waiting for their Prince Charming and, of course, getting him. <laughs> Remember Jane Austen? Nearly all her heroines were living in the parental home with their social life carefully monitored by their parents so that they will be able to find a suitable husband. I watched last night a French movie, The Good Wife. It seems that there were training institutes for young girls so they can have homemaking skills all around France. The girls were instructed in protocol, cooking and ironing and keeping up the family budget. There were schools like that all around in France well into 1970s. Meanwhile in Paris, the 1968 movement demanding civil liberties, rights of women and particularly the right to use birth control was in full swing. Well, the same paradox can still be seen in Turkey. Sure, women started asking for their political and social rights during the Ottoman Empire and got their right of suffrage early in the Turkish Republic, way ahead of some of their European counterparts. When we look at the Turkish women today, there is no shortage of pioneers in law, medicine or in academia. On top of it all, women are very vocal today in the sense that they are one of the strongest and most united voices against the government, both on the streets and online. Yet, there are still very few deputies, ministers and top bureaucrats in Turkey. The overall participation of women in the labor force is extremely low, around 25%. Going back to the house girls, 
among men and women who neither work nor study between the ages 15-24, many men make their way back to the labor market. Women, however, remain out of it for good. And somehow, some politicians and conservative opinion makers argue that it's a good thing if women are in the house, rather than out looking for jobs and, in quotes, causing unemployment for men. <laughs> yes, and the conservative government and like-minded media organs also do their best to glamorize and romanticize the idea of housegirls and housewives. When you look at the daytime TV in Turkey, for years all of the shows have been turning around them and portraying marriage as the ultimate achievement. Of course, it's not unique to Turkey, but here the density of such TV programs is mind-boggling. All the cooking, cleaning programs, competitions for housegirls to exhibit their homemaking and home-baking skills, dowry preparation skills, marriage programs in which many housegirls found their dream man. It's like a default characteristic of the country. They are used in every TV program or there is always at least one house girl in every TV comedy series. And the characters are often feisty. My favorite one was Sıdıka, one I mentioned earlier as the main character of the comedy series. Sıdıka was kept at home by her conservative parents. She is banned from speaking to boys or even girls, so she watches the news the whole day. In one episode, she manages to get across to the Turkish foreign minister to ask him to start a UN campaign against the genocide in Bosnia. Of course, her mother gets angry with her for calling up strange men. <laughs> for the real house girls, however, <laughs> the most they could aspire is talking to someone from a mayor's office while they take free sewing and embroidery courses organized by municipalities. But let me emphasize that in this digital age, they are aware that a better life exists. They see many good female role models whom they envy. Unlike their mothers, they are members of a generation that's constantly changing and increasingly emphasizing women's independence, freedom and self-reliance. Despite the marriage programs, or perhaps because of them, <laughs> they're aware that marriage is not an escape. Though the position of a housewife, the mistress of your own house, is in some ways easier than that of a housegirl, it does not give you independence either. Yes, before you are under your father's reign, later your husband's. Your status as somebody submissive or even owned makes you, at least in the eyes of the patriarchy, less than human. This is, in my opinion, contributes to the violence, because when you are not considered as a human being, but as something to be owned, you can be thrown to the ground or kicked onto the wall just like a thing. I'm a bit sad to end Turkish coffee on this note. Perhaps we should take up violence against women next. Yes, see you next week with another cup. I want to